House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! It's coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Hey, we're back with House of Run podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Jason. House of Run at gmail.com is the email address. It's a track meet to discuss, Jason. There's also these Noah Lyles time trials, which, you know, you come for the Impossible Games breakdown, but track hipsters out there? I mean, that's the name included? of my, that's going to be the name of my hipster band is Noah Lyle time trial. <laughs> the track hipsters out there might have enjoyed or gotten more from the 300 and 150 that Noah Lyles ran and posted on Instagram. Those were fun, and they were competitive. There's people in there, they were right? Fast running near him. Yes, it was kind of cool. I didn't think I'd like them as much as I did. Yeah, it's. I mean, no Lyles. I mean, how do you not love everything about that guy? And whatever he does is is great. Uh, but also, I think it's definitely shows just how starved we are for just anything. Um, I mean, the, the Impossible Games were fun, but yeah, no Lyles. I mean, it wasn't really different from anything in the Impossible Games. He had more people in his race than Carson War- Warholm did. So. <laughs> And yes. you helped. I love Carson Warholm. Uh, true, true. Yeah, you have him as the all-decade winner for the next three decades. Lyles <laughs> is 331.51, posted it on Twitter, which got uh, Mike Z, longtime listener Mike Z, excited about a 400-200 double. I do not think that's going to happen. <laughs> but then he's also predicting Mike Z, uh, Coleman in the 100, Murphy in the 8, Centro in the 15, Chalimo in the 5, 2021 sweep. I don't know why he has Murphy in the 8 and not Donovan Brazier, the guy who just won the gold medal <laughs> in the 100. He just... Added in an extra degree of difficulty there, but he wants you to send him the parlay odds as soon as possible on that. Oh, man. I'm not back to work yet, but um, I can work on those. I think they're 11 billion to one. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, they, they like if you threw Brazier, like, I mean, they're all possible. Like, it's not going to happen, obviously. But, like, yeah, that's it's a pretty strong, pretty strong group there. Uh, no, I wish no Lyles would run the four because mm-hmm. he would be very good at it. Um, but, I mean, He's very good in the 100 too. So where yeah, are you going to put Yeah. We him? all we want him. I mean, it's, you know, it's he's not Usain Bolt, but it's the same as Usain Bolt. His whole we watched the greatest sprinter of all time, you know, maybe the greatest track athlete period of all time, dominate the 100 200, set every record and constantly we we're just like, "Hey, can you win the 4?" <laughs> so, I mean, we'll, we'll never be be satisfied, but yeah, Lyles, we you know, whether he's running the 100 or the 400, I'll be happy, but it would be cool to like unleash him for a season on the 4 cuz I think he could have a like Allison Felix type thing where where we mm. go like man how many you know granted the 400s loaded you know could be loaded right now and Norman you don't want to really compete with that um and who knows with Van Niekerk but like it would be it would be very fun to watch yeah he's an awesome talent you brought up Allison Felix we're going to talk about her a little later some people coming at, coming at her legacy here and I'm going to put a stop to that right now <laughs> and and defend it Edward, also on Twitter, wrote Coleman in the one, Lyles in the two, Norman and Lyles in the four. So somehow we just moved the whole Lyles into the 400. It's going to be a dead heat. Uh, Brazier in the eight, Centro in the 15, Chalimo in the five, Holloway in the high hurdles, Benjamin in the low hurdles. There's the American. And why not Jager in the steeple and and Lopez (laughs) Lamong in the 10,000? I mean, I I don't see a way that any of that doesn't happen except for Carson Warholm's going to beat Benjamin again. But outside of that, I think you're good. I mean, there's a... There's a contender, though, in every single race. This isn't new. That was the same as, as last year. 
Yeah. Yeah, the 10,000 you're getting a little uh, little mm. tough with, and then the 5,000... Chilean was very silver? good. Chilean was very good. Yeah, he. I mean, he he could easily, if he gets back to, like, when he was at his best, mm-hmm. like, he's, he's, he's got a, at least a puncher's, puncher's uh, chance. But look at the favorites here. Coleman is the favorite. Lyles is the favorite. Norman... Super weird fa- season, but favorite Yeah, favorite-ish. like... Okay. Brazier, favorite. Centro, not the favorite, but nope. it's a crazy race. Chalimo, not the favorite, <laughs> but that's wide open. Holloway, favorite. Benjamin, I think he's a favorite. You don't think he's a favorite, but that's okay. The best no. you could convince me on uh, on Benjamin is like a 30% or 33.3% if you want, Shh. if you just want to give all three of those guys the same odds. Sure, sure, but he starts it with <clears throat> the worst case scenario is he gets bronze. And he has the possibility, good race for him, and an off race for Warholm, or some combination of something <laughs> going like on. Like that would ever happen. War- he burned himself out of this Impossible Games. I don't know if Warholm's <laughs> going to be able to summon enough energy for, for next year. I don't know I don't know if that was your takeaway, but that's definitely one thing I thought was, hmm, maybe, maybe burning the candle at both ends here, Carson. stops. <laughs> he slapped himself in the face as if... He had a pent-up rage of not being able to slap himself in the face for a good eight months. And he's like, yeah. I'm doing it, and I'm going all out here. Don't we all kind of want to slap bone. ourselves in the face a little bit right now? Um, yeah, he... Other people in the face. But. I mean, you, you wrote it well with about just how he doesn't need anyone else. Like, just watching him run, it, it literally... I don't think it could matter less, like, what's mm. going on in the race or anything else like he just he has such intensity and he just the way he just like starts Mm -hmm. he starts like how you see like the first few like starts of like a long jumper or high jumper it's like these just such aggressive things and you're like well you you got a long way to go man like you're not just going down a runway and then jumping over something like you got to keep this going and he is able to do it and uh that's 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 how do you not like that like watching him run like he's one of the him, Lyles, like there's a few guys who actually are just intriguing enough on their own. Yeah, yeah. Where you, where you can just watch them and it doesn't really matter that no one else is in the race. He he just has a distinct style too. You watch yeah. him and he's taken what appears to be the world's largest strides yes. down the stretch. There's what he does. It's a good miler stride. Uh, six yards. <laughs> Double it. <laughs> Hell, triple it. It's a world championship year. There's what he does before the race, which is fun. There's what he does after the race. He's the complete He's a complete package. And speaking of things I've written before, allow myself to quote myself here, Jason. Please. At some point last year, I, I, he runs the hurdles as if he's offended that someone put a hurdle in his way. <laughs> yes. And he's just like mad about it. And he's just like, what is going on? Like there's no – he doesn't dial it back for anything, least of all the impossible games when he I – mean, what, what was his time here? Do you have the, the, the 300 meter now world best in front of you? Oh, uh, you know what I did? Uh, let me pull it back up. It's he's th- 33.78. Yeah. So we're calling this... Are we going to do the Angry World Record song for this because it's technically a world best? Or That's are true. we calling this a House of Run world record because nobody has run faster than this? Yeah, I think also because we we I mean we can't even get like a real meet together this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to call this. I'm going to call this real. I'm going to give it just the the you know top of the line treatment here. Yes. Well, congrats, Carson. Here is your world record song. Well, it 
It's a world record The likes of which has never been seen It's a world record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Wouldn't believe if I told you Go to YouTube and I'll show you Got results to verify Soon it will be ratified Well, it's a world record The likes of which has never been seen Well, it's a world record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Well, it's a world record Well, it's a No, not really. I mean, he, I mean, I guess I, you know, I would have thought, yeah, he's going to break the record and he was maybe slightly more impressive than I even expected just because, you know, you just kind of read up on what it's going to be. You're running a 300 meter hurdle solo. Like there's a lot of qualifiers in there that make that not interesting. Um, but all you need is the Carson Warholm to make it interesting. And he did. Um, and it's just like said, just watching him run is so, so fun. Um, I even liked in the, like the final few strides, like the announcer's like it's going to be close, and then he broke it by almost a second. Well, I mean, um, he, had, he had run faster <laughs> indoors, yeah, in an indoor three hundred meter hurdle race. I mean, let's let's be serious here. And his split, he ran pretty similar to his fastest split through three hundred. So there was no real. He ran faster here. going up the stairs, probably like <laughs> at his house. Like he's he can do four or five at a time. It's unfair. yeah, it's it's bizarre. What? I'm not going to ask you what you think about world best and world records. We've been down that road. But I do think yeah. it's funny that a world record with one person in the race doesn't – you need to have three a minimum of three people. I just think that's a funny funny thing because it's a lot easier with th- three people than yes. with one. Everybody knows that. Uh, a lot easier with one than with three. Anyway, uh, you get the joke. Um, <laughs> Inger, team Ingerbritsen versus Team chariot in the matchup that really should not have ever happened we got to see that in the such 2000s. a fair race <laughs> i mean it, it was sh- just should have had team kenya run an extra lap it, i mean <laughs> might as well right i mean we, you know you, you go in knowing that okay one's running you know in, in kenya um another is in oslo like already you go hey it seems like one would be easier to run altitude, altitude uh, two thousand yeah. meters in yeah and then you see the weather that's not great. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's that's kind of part of the issue, maybe, with, with some of these virtual meets, is uh, different parts of the world, different weather, weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the Ingebrigtsen's just completely dominated. Um, and, you know, because I think all three Ingebrigtsen's are better than Timothy Chariot by like, 10 seconds or so. Uh, it's just yeah, one of those things. Like, and I, I think you know, I saw Kenya talking about how they wanted to, they wanted a rematch, and they were inviting them to a yeah to, to a meet, and like, like which I think is fun. Like, yeah, let's let's roll with that, and like, you know, you can't take it too seriously. But at the same time, you see some of the the Kenya guys, like they have to make mention of it, and I would do exactly the same thing. Where you just go, well, it's hey, this maybe wasn't the most fair thing, and then Aspel Kiprop tweets, and that's that was interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Well, because Asbel Kiprob is a big fan of live event integrity. Yes. And it was billed as they would go at the same time. 
and they didn't, according to Asbel. They went – well, they tried to go a couple of days before, but he, according to Asbel, there was a lap-counting error in the 2000. Do not know how that happens, but there was. Can you count to five? I don't know. And then – so they re-ran it the next day. I guess the second time they did it was actually a second faster, right? Isn't that what he said? It was 504. Yes, 504 to 503. So they forgot to ring the bell and they had to repeat it. Oof. So um, the weather is bad with both. I mean, it's just – it was a mess. It was a mess. I'm glad – the Asbel Kiprop was the one shine the light on this because that was the perfect bow on this whole situation. Yep. Now Jakob gets the gets the European record. And he looked really good. Yes, uh, I am not using this result to put him ahead of Chariot on my <laughs> rankings, though. No, I think th- I think that would be. I mean, Chariot and Ingerbert, like that's a matchup we would all love to see because uh, they're two of at the very worst five best. You know. Mm-hmm. 1500 mm-hmm. meter runners in the world um so well, chariot is one of the best one 1500 yes. meter runners in the world i am confident in saying that <laughs> and i feel feel good about it. like ingerbritsen to me is you know certainly in the top five so like that's a very good matchup and ingerbritsen is a child basically who's still presumably getting better and so you go hey this could be a good matchup um it wasn't I, not I really the, because of anything else i hope those dudes in kenya got paid because that was for them, a waste of time. I'm yes. going to straight up say it. Timmy the Chariot's too nice to say it. He's the softest speaking human being, like literally softest speaking human being I've ever been around. I could not hear a single word he said in the mix zone. In Doha, it was a little loud in there, granted, but he talks so soft. So he would never say this. And he's being very classy. They're inviting them to Nairobi. They're yeah. inviting the Ingerbritsons to Nairobi. Basically, like, all right, let's, let's try to do this over here. But I'll just say it was a waste of his time uh, to with, with that sort of setup i mean you can't guarantee perfect weather but the the bell between the bell ringing fiasco and the elevation disadvantage this was not a not a fair fight you got to see got to see jacob run though that was pretty much it philip was gassed because he ran the 1k earlier in the meet because you got to do the impossible games (laughs) double if you have the chance right hey i that's i respect him so much more for just even just (laughs) I mean, you're you're already doing this this weird meet, and you go, you know, I got to compete in both of these things. Yeah, yeah. They're and, as antsy as we are to to compete and watch competition. I think so. Yeah, Henrik held together there for more of a five thousand meter guy. He ran, he ran pretty well. We also had a pole vault, which was tape delayed for from Renault Lavillenie's perspective, but he was going against Mondo <laughs> as Mondo, and so Mondo was like Back to the Future before. Marty got in the DeLorean and went back. Like he's in that gas station, right? Or that area before the, the people in the van come and pick him up. And yes, then the uh Libyan terrorist? I can't remember. Yeah, it was very hazy. And then Ma uh he went back in time to compete against Lavillani, who was with George McFly back at um uh, in the nineteen fifties, I think is how that worked. Yeah, and then Biff was there trying to tackle them, or I, it's hard to say. Uh, and then uh, they got on the, the hoverboard, and then it all got confusing. <laughs> I I get why you have to t- do it ahead of time, but they should have just like said that. I think. Yeah, because <laughs> it'd be a, it's like okay, now Renault's up. Oh, hold on, the feed is okay. Hold on, we need to get the feed <laughs> together before Renault can go. Mono, you just sit down for me fifteen twenty minutes. We're gonna reboot the router here in the stadium <laughs> and try to get this going. I understand that would have been a headache, but it also would have been more fun if we knew it was actually happening. 
Yes. That said, that said, La Villanie, 581 with a very short run-up was mighty yeah. impressive. Not enough to beat Mondo, but very impressive. No, for sure. Th- th- yeah, 581, like I said, with very, very little room to work with. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the pole vault guys, they seem to just, I mean, first of all, like there's, I don't know if there's more love amongst events than like the current crop of like all the best uh, pole vaulters in the world. Like they mm-hmm. all seem like they're best friends and they want to hang out all the time and mm-hmm. maybe they're just really good actors, but I don't know. So it's it's just fun to watch like with those guys. But uh, yeah, 581, 586 would have been, much more interesting obviously to uh yeah actually have the back and forth or like make them go at the same time or something you know where it was just like you could add these little things to it but i I get it's difficult there was also a 600 a women's 300 hurdles a women's 200 hurdles a men's 25,000 because why not a men's 100 women's 3,000 that was a bummer for me it wasn't on the live feed but uh we were gonna see a norwegian record attempt for caroline grovedahl she was the only person you know, finishing the race and she DNF'd. So you have one person listed as finisher and it's a DNF. <sighs> I really wanted that. No one r- finishes a race. Does it, did the race happen? I, I mean, it's listed in these results. So I guess right? it, I guess it does. It's pretty, pretty big bummer though. Discus, Danny Stahl got the win. I don't know. It was Inga Britson's were cool. The pole vault was cool, and then Warholm by himself was cool. The only other thing I thought was kind of fun was the 600 because they made him do it in lanes. And yeah. Selena Bouchelle went out in 25.9. She, she's like, she probably thought before the race started, I wonder how fast is too fast for a 600? I'm usually <laughs> running the 800. And then she found out 25.9 too fast. Yeah, it's no one knows how to run a 600. It's one of those things you just do once and you try to figure it out. And she was in the outside lane, so <laughs> she has no one to look at. It's cool. um, yeah, she's cool. in three. I mean, not the you know the outside of the two lanes, um, which I feel like is is more difficult. But it's, I mean, either way, you kind of are like, how how far ahead is this person from mm-hmm. me right now? Um, so yeah, it, it's complete, just like nuts. Uh, but it was kind of fun to watch. But yeah, the way she went out I was like, oh my god, she's <laughs> she's not going to be able to hold that. <laughs> we all knew she didn't know. Yeah, even then, I wonder if she heard her split at 200. She was like, oh, no, this is going to be a very long 400 to go. I like the other woman. I don't know if she had to pick her lane, head of hind. She's like, lane one. That's what Yeah, right? Like, not three and five? Like, that would have been... Well, I think cause she just she was thinking of it more like how an 800 is run. You want to be... It, On the you're, rail, you're, yeah. You're comfortable there. Like the last, the last, you know, maybe you can run the first 100, but then you want to break in. You don't want to run a whole... 600 in lane three That's yeah annoying they're not they're not used to that at all but we have a we have a, a, a our favorite 600 race now or one of our favorite 600 races now we have a at least one to choose from we got another meet coming up when is this one this one's in july it's going to be remote as well too because they canceled zurich but they're going to do it this year in the form of something they're calling the inspiration games hmm so people are going to be competing, not head to head, but on online against each other. I don't know if it'll look like Chariot versus Ingebrigtsen's, but the 150, Felix Kambunji and Miller Weibo, 300 hurdles has the little Muhammad in it. Hmm. On the men's side of things, there's a hundred yard dash between DeGrasse, McLeod, and Vico. Why? <laughs> I, I Why not. pick a hundred yards, guys? Like I. 
record, I think. Maybe I think they're chasing. Yeah, records. you're right. That's probably what it is. But the what is well, the hundred yard record? Not that I'm going to know what the hell. I mean, are they going to get a wind gauge out there because the grass is running and he brings the wind with him every single time? So if it's going to be ratified, you got to get a wind. Well, it's good that Google automatically pulls up nine five eight as hundred yard dash records. So oh no, I got I got someone sent it because we talked about this on the other podcast. Someone sent in the records. It's a oh okay. Yeah, and we figured out it's equivalent to like he's got to run a a clean nine ninety or maybe even like a high nine eight to get it. Okay. So it's not it's not a it's not like a war home three hundred meter hurdle thing. No, they're gonna have to have a good. Probably a soft foul or something. Yeah, well, and the wind is going to have to be cooperating too. I don't know how they're going to make sure that's legit. <laughs> it's a soft foul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's an in route. So the top four yeah, all time I, are in route, and yeah, then it's I, altitude, and then it's two more in route. But see, no, and, no, no. But see, I don't want to count the in route because bolts nine five eight have to, has to be at in route, but it's not number one, right? Uh, uh, apparently, a soft foul is nine oh seven. Is Bolt uh, listed? It, yeah, third. In in Berlin? No, I don't know why it's not because they didn't have because they didn't have it set up. That's why it's ninety one point four four meters. So I refuse to believe that yeah. Bolt ran nine point five eight for ninety one point four four meters, but didn't have the fastest split nine Seems meters unlikely. before that. Yeah, no. So I. So it looks like Houston McTeer and Linford Christie both ran nine three. Okay, that sounds. That sounds right. I think there's some there's some ones we were talking about that Lincoln found, but there was super wind aided ones. So, Mm. well, under the grass, there you go, buddy. This is all you. Yeah. Uh, And then Lyles is running a 200. So, hey, yeah, 200 uh, yard, cool. No meters. No, even better. No, he's he's sticking with the traditional distance. I man, based on those that 150 and the 300, he's pretty sharp. I mean, how ridiculous it would be if he ran just some. Just drops like a nineteen five, just in, in the middle. Of the yeah, summer. like what do you what do you expect Lyles to run? Because I mean, I don't necessarily. He's used to not really having anybody to run with. Um, I mean, he kind of sees people, you know, on the first yeah seventy meters of the race, but then he's then he's gone. Um, I think he can run like nineteen eight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I, th- I think he'll be. I think he'll be in that nineteen eight and maybe nineteen seven range. Um, yeah, I mean that that three hundred. I think. I mean, again, it's a three hundred. So who the hell, you know, who knows? But. It was like top ten all time or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and he did the one fifty, so he's doing things that indicate he's ready to run fast. Yeah, like that's not you don't do that just for fun. You you do that because you're trying to zero in on that that goal race distance, I believe. All right, should we go to emails? Yeah, also run at gmail.com. Unless, do you want to do a new segment where it's called Jason? talks about sports and you tell us what the other leagues are doing right now amidst the pandemic just so we know kind of where tracks at i was thinking of debuting that segment today but yeah you're not prepared because i just Ooh. mentioned to you right now i didn't put on yeah the but like here we'll just start with this one we'll start with this one baseball go what's baseball doing right now are they back no and i don't know if it's gonna happen it seems like it's uh it's not great um give me lots. give me like 60 seconds on baseball ready <sighs> Set. Yeah. Go. Okay. So basically the owners keep pitching these different deals to the players and they've pitched like four different deals, but all they've done really is change the wording on four different deals. And they're basically the exact same amount of money they want to pay the players. And the players keep going, no, this is the same thing. We're really far apart. I don't know if this is going to happen. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so it seems like they are just neither one wants to budge. Turns out it's going to be like roughly 30-ish percent of total season pay um, for a little more than half the games or close to half the games. Um, And there just doesn't seem to be an agreement between the two. I hope it happens. I love baseball. But uh, man, there has been no progress whatsoever on it. Is this because of the the pandemic just made this worse, or were those I was already a schism here between the owners and the players? Uh, I mean, the, it was definitely you know like the pandemic. They have to work out like the deals, and then you know you, the owners go, well, without fans or whatever, we're going to make less money. And mm-hmm. I mean, what people really like is billionaires saying that they're not going to make enough money. Um, and then, but people are going to blame the players and say that they would play for free, even though they wouldn't because they don't have a <laughs> skill. That that's that that's very good um i would play for free yeah i mean like you always see that like argument people are like wow these spoiled babies like i would play it's like okay well these spoiled babies like get like five years sometimes total to make the money for their lives and they're have a skill that's more valuable than anything yeah that almost anybody can do um so i i understand from that and you know they're they're trying to do the best by them i uh I would do accounting for free. I don't. I mean, I haven't right? told my buddy Jake that, but it's true. Right. I mean, like, I get you know, like, I, I get frustrated because it's like, hey, I just want to watch the sport, and I think that's how most people feel. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm trying not to even just like follow it on the daily now because it's just like, what's the point? It's just people, mm. you know, a lot of people arguing, and um, there's enough terrible okay. things going on where baseball doesn't need to add to that. How about you? Just that's a good that's a good name for the segment. What's the deal with Jason Halpin? Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. So next week we'll do basketball. You'll tell us where basketball's at because I just want to see where track measures up mm. in terms of coming back. Because as you said before, you think that they're not going to be the first ones through the door. Rightly so. It's going to take other major sports, quote unquote, to go first. So I need we need to keep tabs on these other major sports before we. Yeah, that's why in NBA, you know, Get well, I guess tease for next week, but yeah, it looks like it's it still might be the first one back. Um, yeah. But Kyrie Irving is involved, which is just that's you know that's, what that's we a, need is someone smart at the top of it, really figuring everything out. That's a twist. That's what's known as a plot twist, and it seems like he's at opposite ends of the perspective of, of, as LeBron James, which is which is interesting. But we'll do that later. We'll we talk about running on the show. We don't talk about other sports. Houseofrunnergmail uh, Let's go to Alexandra. Yeah. Who's opening up. Never emailed in before, but I've been wondering about this since Doha and Sifan Hassan's easy double win in the 101500. So I figured that eight months later, it's finally time to ask the experts. Here we go. We know gold is better than silver. Yes. And a gold gold double is better than a gold silver double. But are some gold golds better than other gold golds? Hmm. What are the most prestigious possible doubles someone could win? in one world's or Olympics, 1,500, 10,000, 10K marathon. What are the least impressive or most expected? 100, 200, 5K, 10K. Within the realm of possibility, of course, I don't think we're going to see a gold, gold double in the 100 marathon anytime soon. That is Alexandra. Yeah, this is a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, if you do a double gold, that's, you know, like years later, that's all that's going to really matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the moment, I think we can judge certain gold golds against other gold golds. So yeah, the 100, 200, and 5K, 10K, obviously, have d- been done a lot, and mm-hmm. they're extremely correlated with each other. And so it seems um, 
likely even like yeah. a lot of times that if someone's really really great at one they're going to win the other uh yeah so i mean 1510 k is is pretty absurd yeah um so if you're looking at chrono lot like events that are next to each other in distance i think we'd say 400 800 yes that is the, the switch yes that's the that's the one, the elusive one. I mean, Alberto Wantarena did it way back in the day, but because though those those events uh, are so different in terms of the physical demands of one another, yeah, combined with the fact that you have to do rounds in both of them, it's not like the current day in the ten thousand straight to final. Pretty pretty simple, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still 25 laps. Not that simple. But four, four, four and eight, you're still doing the full rounds on both of them. But also those events are drastically different. I mean, think in your head right now. How many people did you know in high school, in college, any sort of organized track and field that ran that even in a dual meet? It's extremely rare. It's extremely rare. You'd probably see more 800, two-mile type stuff in high school yeah. just with people messing around and playing around with distances than – 400 800 so i would put that in the of the of the list of what i've even deemed possible doubles um at the top now i mean if you start talking about like could someone do like a steeple 10k double a hundred 400 double that would be that would need to be factored in as well what Sifan hassan did is what I'm going to call... Well, what it led to is what I'm going to call an assumed gold. So Sifan Hassan, <laughs> she won two gold medals in Doha, physically. She has in her possession two gold medals. But she actually won three events. Because she won the 5,000. She yeah. didn't run the 5,000. <laughs> but she won the 5,000. Because uh, she won the 1,500. She won the 10,000. She conquered that distance. When you, when you go below and you go above, you get it. If anyone ever did the 100-400, they also won the 200. I'm, yes. I'm just that decision is they can if it happens if it if the schedule is set up so the 200 comes last they can cancel that event that event is is over they do not need to do it um so that doesn't fully exp- like rank which doubles are harder or not but that is something to be considered when looking at these things yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, I would say as far as events that are next to each other, that are you know like the next in line, I think you're right. Four eight is one. I guess ten k marathon is two. Because if you have a okay. marathon and you're doing a double okay, like that, was, yeah. th- that to me is instantly second place. Um, fifteen five, fifteen five or fifteen eight. Hmm. Okay, so we saw. I mean, El Garouge. Did the fifteen five? Yes, with with golds. Uh, obviously, Savon did it. Didn't actually do it, but we know we did it. Uh, I mean, Jakob just ran it. A lot of people entered in both. Gosh, I want to say, I, I think I'll still go fifty. It just, I mean, obviously, this is so much of this is depending on competition and the way yeah. the race is run. But I think I would go fifteen five. No, I think I'm leaning 15-8 for myself just because I think... It's harder to get the rounds, right? Yeah, they have the rounds and then just 
with the five, I mean, the 15 is the constants that we don't have to compare those, but with the five, like there is, there can be circumstances where the race sets up really well for a 1500 meter runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be a, a slower, just like race that kind of just works itself out uh, with the eight. You just have to do it and you have to just be the best. And it's such a grueling event. Mm-hmm. You know, it's maybe the most just painful event. Um, so I think for me, that gives it the, gives it the edge. Okay. So four, eight, 10 K marathon, 15, eight, 15, five. Yes. And then we'll put those in a box. We'll put those aside, right? Yeah. What's, what's the easiest 10? Is it five, 10 or is it one, two? I think it's, I think it's five, 10. Yeah, Just, that seems right. Cause there's a, there can be enough of a difference between the hundred and 200. Like where there are certain guys, like, you know, it's where the five, 10, usually if you're the best, I mean, it's still very, you know, Hey, no easy doubles, but right, right. it's the, the events are similar enough where it's like, Hey, if you're, if you're gold medal caliber in one, like you are gold medal, medal caliber in the other for sure. Yeah. Um, whereas occasionally there's guys who are just hundred meter guys. Yeah. Like maybe, I mean, a Safa Powell, for mm-hmm. instance, like just wasn't a two hundred guy, right? Right. Um. So yeah, I think I think it's ten five. Then it's then it's two one. So then we're left with two four after that, right? Oh, I forgot about two four. And two fours. I mean, two we, fours we all know so, we all know Michael fours. Johnson, but two four is is very hard. Well, Felix went for it. We 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 have to put two four ahead of that. Two four is harder than that. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, it's it's harder than those for sure. I mean, and then if if you're allowed to throw, I mean, if if we, it, well, again, I don't know if it ever happened. We talked about it with with Harrison, but the the hurdle double. Okay, so I don't. That would the, be way up there if 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 if, if it counted. Well, but what about the Devers double, the high hurdles hundred double? <sighs> that is more possible than a hundred than a high hurdle low hurdle double. I think that is we won't I don't think we'll see that at the Olympic or World Championship level in our lifetime. But we we could see a hurdle sprint double, right? I mean Holloway at the NCAA won the sixty and then the sixty hurdles too. Yeah. He would he would be someone who I could see later on in his career wanting to challenge himself and I mean, we talked about it with Warholm and Benjamin too with the four hundred, four hundred. But okay, we need to like an actual. These don't, you know, the but like I guess it's do. We, where do we cut it off? What, ones that have actually happened, one that ones where at least someone has meddled in both, not even attempted both, but like or made a final in both. Yeah, I think that's a. Can we eliminate? See, but here's the thing: I would have eliminated fifteen ten k as within the realm of possibility. <laughs> right, right. It's a good point. And, and I would, I would eliminate the one and the four too. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. And same thing with when you introduced the steeple in there. Would it be crazy if the schedule allowed to have a steeple 10K double? That's not the yeah. most in, that's not the most insane. No, that's thing ever. that's absolutely yeah. I mean a couple of years ago, Evan Jager, well even still, I, I mean he could make five thousand he's made a five thousand meter team for the US. It's tough to do both in, in the same meet, but he's he's good in both. You know, or even like a steep you could like a steeple fifteen hundred situation. This is a good email. It, it's really Alexander. good, yeah. This has, this has levels that I really didn't anticipate going in to it. Um, I just so most prestigious doubles. Okay, I I still think four eight 
I still think 4.8 within the realm of possibility. And, and her example of not being within the realm of possibility is a 100 marathon. But then there's also that other level of things that aren't don't seem possible but could be possible. But 4.8, because someone's done it at least once, we know a human being can do it. It right. can be achieved. I think that's that's got to be on there. Same thing with Gail Devers, hurdles, no, and a hundred. I think that's got to be on that list. Um, I think I mean, anything other than what we typically see, which is one and two, and five and ten. I would be yeah. Thinking. Anything outside of those two are, and then there's you know littler jumps in between. I think, but those are the two. Totally obvious, makes sense. And if you're if you're going outside of that realm, do you think? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, please. I was to say so. The two four because we forgot about it. But if this was a couple of years ago, that's all we would be talking about is two four because we're talking about it with Felix. We're talking about it with Van Niekerk. Van Niekerk obviously came up a little short, but it was very close. Very close. It was very close. And said afterwards, "I'll never do this double again." Uh, you know, I disagree with that. But like. Do you, how would his career be different? And he got hurt right after because of the celebrity rugby game. So it's kind of a stupid question in that sense. But <laughs> would we be looking at Van Niekerk's career differently if he ran a tenth faster in that 201 or, what, or if Ramal Guliev tripped or right. if they found the Hope Diamond in his shoe? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, I think even with that, the 4303 would be is, – is sentence one is is the – the thing but you're right i mean yeah. i guess because michael johnson did it and you know so it would have been like correct too marie jose Perec, give her the, yeah give her the so it, it would have been you know it would have been added to that list um and it still would have been like holy crap that was you know because it is a rare thing it's not an you know like i said i think we just think because michael johnson is so famous mm-hmm. that it seems like a more regular thing where it's really not yeah. Um. Like, just it doesn't it doesn't really get done very much. So it would have been, it would have been the second thing mentioned in his career. But forty three oh three is still just like holy crap. Yeah. Um. And the fact just the way he did it and everything. But uh, it's a good it's a good question. Yeah. Here's a fun one too. Remember remember twenty sixteen McCluffy silver in the eight and the fifteen. Yeah, and with a little bit of uh... <laughs> was, I mean that was absurd. Yeah. Yeah. So Deaver, I'm looking this up right now. Devers did the double in 93 world championships, 100 and 100 meter hurdles in 95. She got gold in just the, the high hurdles. Um, yeah. So a lot of people were like a lot of people. Well, Emmanuel career in those last world championships was entered in the four and the eight and yeah. made the final in the 400 and not the 800. So people do these things in the, in the, I don't want to say second tier, but they're not like mega superstar people doing it, right? Like McLuffy, obviously gold medalist, but you know the attention on him is not the attention on Van Niekerk or the attention on Allison Felix. So it gets it, it gets attempted. It like I feel like Ayanle Suleiman every World Championships does this too. The World Championships, <laughs> right? right? Like, he's all he's he's in the fifteen and the eight, but like you know career. I'm gonna you know says he's gonna do both and gets knocked out before the final in the eight hundred. You're like okay, well. They went that, right? That's yeah. not, it's not, um, but I think, uh, seeing as how he's one of the only people, um, in, in recent memory, I mean, I guess you could say like in the women's side of things, Semenya obviously had the, had the potential yeah. to do it. She went the, she went the eight fifteen direction. 
But this is giving me a lot to think about. I might have to write about this and really break this break this down. I, I mean, I think we love doubles. If if you can't get that from this discussion, <laughs> we love we love doubles. I, I think, think anything where the four hundred is sorry, last point. I think anything no, where the I think anything where the four hundred is involved is gonna be fun because the, the event is just so physically taxing. So yeah. be that four eight or be that four two or be that four four hundred meter hurdles. Uh, right. <laughs> and and to to some extent too, you could say that with the eight hundred. With that's why what you were saying is true. Eight fifteen being a little bit more interesting than a fifteen five. Right. Yeah. It's it's. I guess it's yeah. The cutoff to me. I, I think someone meddling in both might be a little too much. But at least if someone made the final in both, if someone has run the final yeah. in whatever that, that I think that is the cutoff because you know it, it, at a certain point you know when you have the 800 5000 it's like okay yes that'd be impossible no one's it's not going to happen but if someone's at least attempted it um which uh, you know and there's there's a lot of years history of this so if, at least if uh, we get a little bit I think that's a decent cutoff where someone actually made it to the final of you know a championship in whatever two events I, I like that as a uh, figuring out what's actually possible Juan Torreina went 44-2 in the 400 four days after he ran 143-5 in the 800 to win in seventy in 76 in Montreal. Uh, well, you say if they've made the final. If Sifan Hassan ran the 800, I think she could have made the final in the 800 in Doha. Oh, I, I, I was arguing that with what ended up happening in the final, she, would, she could have won the 800. Yeah. So... Audrey Wilson ran poorly and... That was the only person I would have really bet over Hassan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a lot of this is circumstance too. When you talk about who's in the race, you're talking about what style the race becomes. I guess that's the other thing, and you you mentioned this before too. But four in the the four and the eight, you know, it's not like other distance races where there's just so much. Well, for the other distance races, not a four hundred, but for an eight hundred, it's not as messy. Is what I'm saying. Like you could get, you're gonna have to work really hard to get both of those. You're gonna have to earn both of those medals. There's, there's no, yes. There's not many years. I mean, there was that one Rudishi year when it went tactical, but obviously he closed super quick. But you're gonna have to really, really, really get it right in both those events. Um, and just the training for both of those. That's why I'm really impressed with the hurdle situation, right? Because you're having to train for two different things: 100, 200, 5k, 10k. A lot of that's similar, but being able to do both just within the training is, is impressive enough. Great question. Yeah. Great question. Love it. And we are out of time. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's go to Justin, longtime listener of the show, some four years now. Can't think of how many miles I've run listening to the dulcet tones of you two in my ears. Thank you. One of my favorite things about the show is how Kevin will constantly refer the fact that making the podcast is simply an extension of his favorite pastime, chatting about running with his buddy. What a great way to go through life. Smiley face. Yeah, that's yeah, still, I mean, still I, I agree. <laughs> so with no real agenda, I just wanted to throw out my hot take from a non-U.S. perspective. Uh-oh. Okay. Non-U.S. perspective. Is he going to talk about how full the stadium was in London in 2012? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, I don't know if he's British. Alison Felix is quote or not quote all caps not that amazing exclamation mark a recent Ooh. show I caught up with 
on you had her in the top 10 athletes of all time. How? She's stylish, classy, and brilliant athlete, but not even the best 200-meter runner of all time. I'd question even top 10 sprinters of all time, but definitely not top 10 athletes of all time. At a rough estimate, I'd say from a sprinter perspective ahead of her would be Bolt, uh, Lewis, MJ, Jesse Owens, Van Niekerk, Shelly Ann, Flojo, perfectly fine. He says to boot her off the list. Irina Schwins, she's up. S-Z- I pulled the Jason there on that one. Three <laughs> three Olympic golds and six world records. Marita Koch and old Kratchelikova. If you want to discount suspect F- athletes, and fine. But as it stands, their performances still stand. On another note, I'll take any bet from Ofer to medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Keep up the good work. And thanks as well to Scooter for his amazing songs. That is Justin. Okay. So uh, in – I never remember anything that either of us say, really. So if we actually said just the top 10 athletes of all time, you could convince me that we said it. I I believe you. Um, I would guess, usually you say something like this, I I would separate men and women because I just don't see the point in putting them on the same list. It just seems silly to me. Um, Especially with the history of, well, both men's and women's sports, but the persistent records from certain eras for the women versus the men. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, how is she not the best 200-meter runner of all time for women? I have her there. I mean, see, she went back to back to back. She pulled the old Lemansky in the world championships, then added the 2012 Olympic gold. So she's got four. If you're just looking at the 200, she's got four championship golds. And then all the all-time list with her 2169 in Eugene, the only people ahead of her are Flojo, Marion Jones, Shippers, Audie, and Thompson. So, I mean, even if you're just looking at, if you're combining those two things together, I mean, you're not going to put most of those women, their medal hall is just not what it was for Felix, right? I mean, Thompson, you're not going to put her ahead of Felix. Audie was around for decades, literally Audie's decades. very good. I mean, that's, that's, it's a good argument, but like I, I, she had way more bronzes and, but mm-hmm. I, to me, go, you know, you go to bronze once you have a tiebreaker at gold or yeah. something. Um, and Felix was just. More, you know, more, more of the best in the world. Yeah, but no one's going to argue like Daphne Shippers is a better tournament runner than Allison Felix. So I don't know. Not me. I, you could say, you could, I think you could pretty easily say she's the best women's 200 meter runner of all time. Now, I think, I don't want to put words in, in Justin's mouth, uh, but I will. I think what he's saying, no, <laughs> I think, I think where people, push back on this is they see the crazy metal count because of what is this Relays. 20 yeah and <laughs> 19 golds yeah she had 19 olympic and world championship golds and a lot of that of course is buoyed by relays now in many of those cases she helped win the relay and that should be that's important that's obviously important but when you're comparing it's tough because there you, you, you could be a sprinter from poland or from the Bahamas and your other three teammates aren't that good and that's not your fault. So you and I have always tried to – we take relays completely out of the equation unless you can do a one-to-one comparison and you need it for a tiebreaker. So perhaps there's some of that. Perhaps there's like, listen, 19 golds, like that. it doesn't compare to other people with double-digit gold medal halls because hers is so relay heavy and she happens to run an event where she can capitalize on her talents. But – um, you know, where a 1500 meter runner couldn't, or a field of an athlete couldn't, but I'd still put her in there. The best, yeah. Best women's 200 meter runner of all time. And then look at, look at the range though, Jace. I mean, she's run 
1089 in the 100, and she's run 492 in the 400. Yeah. I mean, and obviously split that 47, 47, seven. I mean, making the, making the Olympic team in the hundred, 200 and 400. That's rare to say the least. Yeah. She's, I mean, you know, I said, yeah, the, the, the relays exactly. You, you had to ignore them just cause it's not overall. It's not fair. Uh, but you're talking five golds, four in the 200. Um, you've got four silvers, two in the two, two in the four. One of the and then two bronzes, one two one four. Uh, she, you know, medaled thirteen years apart. Yeah, the longevity too, right? The longevity and the versatility. That's and she's still running. I mean, you know, not a great chance she's going to medal, but she's still running, uh, which is cool. Uh, it's so if you go top ten female track athletes of all time, I think she's in there. It's it's close. I mean, you know, so you, you know, certain people who are you can make easy arguments ahead of her, you know, like a Chelly and Fraser price or something like that. But, uh, she's really, really, really great. <laughs> like it's, you know, not, not the, the greatest athlete ever. Um, you know, like, yeah, if you, if you throw in, you know, men's and women's just, just based on accomplishments. Yeah. She's probably not in the top 10. Cause that's just a crazy, crazy hard list to, tra- uh, to crack. So you're saying top 10 women, top 10 women of all time. I think she's top 10 women. Um, Track. certainly top 10 women sprinters it's not even i mean she's maybe top five in that um it, it's it's an interesting list i mean i'd have to dive deeper on that but it's it i mean click the wikipedia page it's pretty ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> that's a it's a good argument yeah it, you get it's tough because you i mean what do you do again what do you do with the times from the 70s and 80s what do you do in the eras where there weren't world championships every two years it was only every four years those first couple go rounds but yeah if you just scroll through the all-time medalists by event and you try to find people who have won three world championships in an event it's rare it is incredibly especially if you have to start taking off people who have checkered pasts. yes yeah like that's mm-hmm. which you know there's a lot like i mean yes you mentioned that you know marion jones was on the list ahead of her like okay yeah well. <laughs> yeah I yeah I mean like I'm I'm looking at the women's women's five thousand here and like world championship wise there's been a lot of people who've won two in a row but there's nobody who's been able to win three in a row I mean would you put like Meseret Defar versus Allison Felix I mean I'd put I'd take Felix right there right I mean that's just that seems that seems pretty not that doesn't seem very controversial Gail Devers the aforementioned Gail Devers won you know three hurdle golds not consecutively but three world titles in the, in the hurdles. Um, but she, but she, yeah, I mean, you have, you have 10 spots. You have 10 spots. I, I would like to hear the nine like I, people. Is Debaba Tyranish Debaba ahead? I mean, I, she's got more golds. So, I mean, yeah, but she, yeah, she's one of the all time. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's, so that's, eight, yeah, she has eight goals across the five and the 10. Like that's pretty absurd. Um, yeah. but she's, you know, on the, on the short list there. So it's, it's, I, I have to go event by event. But I think yeah. if you're, like I said, unless I'm just missing something, I, I think she's the best 200 meter runner ever. Um, so unless you know, if you're if you're the best at your event ever, you're right, probably top 10. Yeah, you know, if, uh, but it's well, it, it, more it, it's close. Events. There's more than 10 it, events. Jason. It's true, but well, some of them don't matter, as we learned. Um, <laughs> well, but then you're also going to be then you're also going to have to delve in. You know, if you are trying to 
you know, come up with tiebreakers between events or people that have similar re- resumes, that's where the, the silver and bronze stuff is going to come in as well, or the, or personal bests in mo- more than just her, her main event, but then her other events. But I would think, yeah, I'm, I, I don't think it's, I think it's pretty obvious. She's top 10 women of all time. Men, you're right. It's difficult. Like, you saying both? It's just you're just opening up just such yeah. a huge group of people. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you look at you. You brought this up before we started recording. Michael Johnson has. Well, this includes relays too, but he has is twelve gold medals from Olympics and World Championships, and zero silvers and zero bronzes. That might be one of my favorite uh, track and field stats of all time: twelve world and Olympic medal gold medals and yeah. zero bronze or silver like like that i did not know that before we were we were just chatting briefly before we started the show and that's a pretty cool uh pretty cool stat yeah i mean bolt's got bolt's got a bunch again there's a lot of relays there as well too but i think the from from people who have pushed this argument on me before it's like a lot of it is like well they're comparing her medal count to bolts and that's not fair well but that's a different Number one, it's not her fault that they decided. Yeah, to Bolt's the greatest. Over. Bolt's the greatest ever. Like that's. Yeah. Well, don't compare. Don't compare people to Bolt. How about yeah. that? Like Bolt's. Bolt's the goat. Yeah, but I'm saying it's also not. It's not, you can't knock her because they decided to make a four by one and a four by four back in the day, and she happened to be good at both of them. You could take them out and say yes, that's just like the mixed gender gold that she got last year in Doha wasn't one of her crowning achievements of her career. But if you if you just separate that and you look at what she did in her main events over time. Uh, it's, it's, it's an impressive resume. Someone like, you know, like Marita Koch, right. From, from Germany mm-hmm. who, who, you know, 1083 in the hundred, 2171, in the 200, 47, six <laughs> in the 400 Those world record, Jason world record. Nobody's run faster than, than 47, six, but okay. Olympics gold and 80 in the 400, World Championships, gold in Helsinki. We're gonna run here in Ulu. No, uh, gold in the two hundred, silver in the hundred. She's got three, or she's got two gold medals in individual events her whole career. Again, the PRs are great, and and again, eighty seven, nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies records. If you want to throw them out or not, but even if you want to compare them, like you're gonna put someone who has, you know two golds over someone with five golds yeah i got the, 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 the times are great but yeah and, and you got the super checkered 80s um but I'm, just then, throw, I'm saying throw that out throw that out whatever like even count it even count it like you're gonna put like and i get it the world championships were just were just starting right so there wasn't another world championships but that she went to one olympic games what are we at for felix now oh four 08, 12, 16. Am I yeah. counting those right? Did I, did I just count up to four, Jason? Yeah. Is that what just happened? Okay. I mean, and and if I'm not mistaken, well, 08, she didn't. What happened in 08? 08, silver. 04, silver. 12, gold. 16 was... I mean, she lost two 400-meter golds by, I think, uh, a grand total of like three one-hundredths of a second. Yeah, so something something absurd, right? That right? Yeah, I mean she's medaled in four Olympics. and something else. She's medaled in four Olympics. 
that's hard. That's hard to do. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Allison Felix is pretty good. Yeah, go to look at early Felix. I think people are too stuck on like what's happening now, and she's still really good right now. But look at look at oh four, oh five, oh six, all the way through like oh nine, Felix. Yeah, like like twenty something year old Felix. <laughs> like you know yes. when everyone's at their best. Like yes. she's been in her thirties for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's born in eighty five, so she made that Athens Olympic team uh, when she was eighteen or nineteen years old, right? Yeah. She made she made the, you know, she's winning gold in, uh, was oh five was Helsinki right before that was before she turned twenty. She was nineteen when she won gold, and she's now thirty five, thirty four, and we're still talking about her. Seems like she should be way old. Like when you say she's, I know I know she's younger than me, but like it still blows my mind because she's been relevant mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah, and yeah, Fraser Price though, great. Just want to mention that as well, too. Oh, unbelievable! Like I, I mean, as uh, Nick Zaccardi said, she, she's Usain Bolt without the world records. Yeah, because the world and records it, are absurd. Yeah, and that's not that's not her fault. Just like it's not Felix's fault, not Sonia Richards Rotz's fault as well either in that four hundred. Okay, let's go to. We got one here from. It was like Ryan. point. It was like a tenth of a second total between those two gold medals that she she missed out on the four. You're talking Three about hundreds in, in one and you, seven one hundreds in the other. Are you talking about 2011 World Championships and then 2016 Olympics? Is that what you're talking about? Those two? Yes. Yeah. Hey, and it matters. Like you, you win by tiny amounts, you lose by tiny amounts. Like that, you know. Yeah, but but and she still, you know, still had silver, right? So if you're going to talk about if we're going to talk about the whole career and you say five golds, okay, but what else did she do? All these other people have a bunch of other golds. Okay, well then let's go to silvers. And yeah. Let's, and let's look at let's look at that too. And also. 11 she did the she doubled right and didn't she was bronze in the 200 right because i remember afterwards she said she wished she had just focused on one because she was worn down by the time the 200 came at the end of the meet um so yeah honestly i mean and we and we've talked about it before i how much i wish like prime felix would have been running the four but then though i mean when when was that because then in 12 she wins the 200 gold so I guess yeah, I mean, just just I guess just more often, but I mean, it's it's just be getting greedy with someone who had a ridiculous amount of success. Yeah, I think the move would have been after twelve, right? Fully go to it, but then thirteen, thirteen was here. She got hurt anyway, right? Yeah. So that was the that that changed things dramatically. Although, I think what I go back to is twenty twelve is when she decided to do the one two double instead of the two four double because. The one, like, she was a good 100-meter runner, and she was actually, I mean, she was a great 4 by one runner, because, you know, running start and everything, but she was just a much better 400 than 100 runner. Yeah, but still, do you remember what place she got in that race? Oh, yeah, she got fifth. Yeah, (laughs) like, it was still pretty good. Yeah, which is just, I mean, it's just because of her ridiculousness, is that I say, like, oh, because she might have won gold, or or she would have been a medalist for sure in the four. But I, I guess that would be the only year, though, right? Would be 2012. Because then you go to 13, she gets hurt. Nothing she could have done about that. I mean, I guess she could have just run the 400 and maybe the 400 would not have gotten hurt, but that seemed like a fluke thing that she was getting yeah. 15, she runs the 400, gets gold. 16, she runs the 400, gets second. And then 17, runs the 400. Then she's fully into the 400 at that point, right? I know she tried to ma- tried to make the team in 2016 in the 200 and, and didn't make it, but she was fine in the 400. I mean, she was still 
she medaled in 15, 16, 17 in the 400. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's go to what Brian just said. The Impossible Games is awesome. Uh, I think Warholm's run was impressive too, but I have a tough time with 300-meter hurdles because it's rarely run. I'd love to see Rye Benjamin <laughs> throw down a response. That would be now, cool. Now, I'm, I'm in for Benjamin, Samba, and Warholm just every Sending. week. Yes. One of them goes at it, and then the next guy goes, and then so like every three weeks, one of them is running it. It's all, and we get the three hundred meter record is like more impressive than the four hundred meter record. <laughs> it's done like a diss track, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and it's only yeah, it's only the three hundred meter hurdle record too. It's nothing yeah, else. It's just exactly, that's all they're going for. They just make it this absurdly fast record. I love it. Uh, we got an email. Uh, Jay wrote in. He wants uh, listeners for suggestions of cool races to run in terms of things he can do when normal racing has been canceled. So if you got any ideas like made up time trials or things like that, oh, he, okay. he doesn't want made up time trials. Excuse me. He wants unique races. So he's done like a 10 K partner relay where each person runs 400. So if people have ideas, gotcha, you know, oh, this fun, is the perfect, our listeners yeah. are the perfect uh, people for this. Yeah. Send us an email and we'll pass it along uh, to Jay. We got two here from Marshall, one on wave light technology Perfect. And how it could be the death of Pacers, but it's it's long. I'm going to save it. And then he wrote another one in about a book review. I want to leave time for – we have a voice memo here from uh, Brian Wilson, not the Beach Boy, which I have not listened to yet, but I'm sure it's excellent. Neither have I. And if we have time after that, we'll get to one of Marshall's emails. But if not, I don't want to rush his emails because they're good. All right. Let's, let's check it out here. What's up, House of Run? Brian Wilson here, not the Beach Boy, of course. Now, over the past uh, few weeks, we've been talking a lot about the Diamond League returning and what that would look like, how we'd have to host track meets. And a few weeks ago, you talked about some suggestions that Italy had. They were just kind of throwing ideas out, trying to see what might work. And since then, I feel like it's been radio silence. No one's really helping them out. And we can't just leave Italy hanging. So I had some ideas I wanted to share, hopefully uh, get people's minds churning a little bit, see if we can get this, this Diamond League thing back up and running. So first of all, tackle the big issues first. We got the running events. Now, obviously, um, Italy had their suggestion of doing staggered starts for up to the 800. I think we should just take this all the way, just do staggered events for everything. Now, obviously, these staggers will start looking really extremely ridiculous for like the 5,000 and the 10... What? Oh, never mind. I got the Earth Sports Commander here. He says we don't got to worry about the 5,000 or the 10,000. So that just leaves the rest of the events. Now, as you said before, obviously athletes will still be bunching up, running in a group. So I think to solve this issue, have everyone run in their lanes the whole way. And then this will still have a little bit of bunching. So my other suggestion is to have the odd number lanes run the race as normal forwards on the track, but have the even number lanes run the opposite direction. Because this way, the athletes uh, will have a little more space to their sides um, and they will be passing each other, but since they're running at each other, their time close to each other will be extremely minimal. I think this is the best option we have. I don't think coronavirus will even be able to kind of jump across in that quick pass-by, drive-by. So I think that'll handle that. Um, obviously, running the opposite direction for steeplechase may get a little dicey, but I think we can figure that out. Small potatoes. We'll work it out later. Now, obviously, there's the issue of relays on top of that. The batons, talked about gloves, can't do that, can't break existing rules. 
there's no way we're rewriting any rules that we have already. That would just be ridiculous. So, I propose a sort of uh, car wash style baton washer. Make it six feet long, so they're keeping their six foot distance. Um, and then, yeah, you run up with the baton, stick it in one end, gets sucked in, washed, sanitized, pops out the other side, next person grabs it out, keeps going. As long as everyone's washing machines run at the same speed, I don't see a problem. Problem solved. So that takes care of the running events. Um, next, what do we got? Throwing. Um, I mean, honestly, guys, throwing, I feel like, is pretty set. Uh, everyone brings their own equipment, throws one at a time, nobody needs to be in contact. I mean, these events were pretty much made pandemic-ready, so I don't think we ever even really needed to stop these, so those are good. No notes. And then we get to some of the other field events. So for high jump and pole vault, obviously, we got two big issues. First issue is going to be that bar in the way. Everyone's always touching this bar. We're going to be transmitting all over that thing. So I think we're just going to have to lay down a firm rule when you're jumping, don't touch the bar for health and safety reasons, of course. Um, I'm sure a lot of athletes are still going to touch the bar anyway, just because we know these athletes are stubborn, they can be obstinate. So we're going to have to just be really firm on this rule, like don't touch the bar. And we'll have to come up with something like, I don't know, maybe if you touch the bar too many times, you're just booted, you're out. Like maybe three times, I don't know, just throwing things out here. I think that should solve that problem. Um, and then obviously there's the mat. I mean, that thing's like a giant bacteria playhouse. Who knows? how much transmission's going on there, so, and those things are so big and fluffy, it's like you can't really be washing or scrubbing them in between, so I'm picturing something like a giant pad of sticky notes with, like, big fluffy pages, just kind of, after every jump, peel one off, got a new fresh layer, um, if the competition goes on too long, this could be an issue, again, we can work it out later, just throwing ideas out here, um, so yeah, I think that takes care of that. And then we got things like long jump, triple jump. Honestly, I'm kind of drawing a blank here. Don't know what to do about all that sand. So, could use a little help there. But other than that, those are my ideas. Hoping we can get some minds rolling on this. Get this Diamond League thing back up and running. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Brian Wilson. That's some good good solutions. Yeah. Well, and I like that he called in because if he wrote that out, it would have taken me a really long time to read. And yeah. And it would have worn me out. So I'm happy to do it. Which one was your favorite? <sighs> Lots of good options there. I do love people running opposite ways on the track. I don't see anything that could go wrong with that. I think he's right. The virus couldn't keep up. You know, it wouldn't wouldn't be able to jump that quickly. Um, his his jump, I mean, revolutionary idea on the, uh, the pole vault and the high jump just not touching the bar and then just not allowing people as soon as he started talking about that mm -hmm. similar to the the giant post-its i had a similar thought of like you know when you go to a doctor's office and there's that giant roll of just like paper that they yeah, just yeah. put over that thing like i mean that's simple solution right that's, that's yeah. the way we handle that so the sand in the pit the sand in the it's pit tough. now yeah that is tough now i know there's not firm research on this but just hypothetically say that hot temperatures would destroy the virus. And I know that we don't know that to be true. It would be great after every jump, they just briefly light the whole thing on fire. Oh, and then, yeah. And then the next person goes. Or maybe they jump into fire. I don't know. But <laughs> they have fire retardant suits on. No. Uh, yeah, because you can't really switch out the sound, sand. 
I don't know. Yeah. I like the just lighting it on fire, you know, just uh, just goes I mean, up in flames. There's a certain temperature where stuff stuff dies. That's just the way it is. And then you just gotta have a you know some sort of cooling system. I feel like we could work this out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I was watching the Impossible Games, and the, those Pacers ran with the Ingebrigtsens. Yeah, and the I know they kept the 600 meter people apart, but was that just for fun, or was that because of social distancing because then there were other instances where in the 200 meter hurdles they're right next in the 300 meter hurdles they're right next to each other now they weren't in the same lane but when you're passing somebody i didn't and then there's people in the stands the few people that were in the stands not the cardboard cutouts which good job with the cardboard cutouts guys uh there were people just sitting in the stands next to other people they looked like coaches or agents or something like that but i don't know why that would be okay but running by somebody would not be yeah, I mean, if I'm assuming, you know, for the Ingerbits and Pacers and everything, you know, everyone gets tested right before the race, and then you're you're cleared. Did they though? Did they? I I have no idea. I'm just ass- I was just assuming that was the case. Yeah. Because uh, if you know if that's the case, then you could do something something similar like that. Yeah, test them all, and then just you see someone walking off, and you're like, oops, okay, well, guess we know. Well, what yeah. No good there. Yeah. Not good at all. Okay, thank you so much though for the. The, the suggestions really strong group of emails we didn't get to many of them just because the ones we had were were so good and I, especially that double one i really had to open up my brain um to to, to really unpack it because you were naming events i didn't even know existed like the 400 like where did that come from it's <laughs> <laughs> kidding uh yeah so We'll get to Marshall's next week. Marshall sent two again. So Marshall, don't send any more because I don't. I feel bad if there's like four from you and I haven't read them, and I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel bad. But we'll leave it there. House run gmail dot com. Any last words, Jason? Anything you'd like to share? <sighs> no, just just you know, stay uh, stay strong, stay safe. You know, be friendly. That's the best I could do. Oh, good advice. Good advice, Jason. Be friendly. I like it. You're yeah, not back. At, you know. You're not back at work. No, still not back at work. So still not doing a whole lot. Um, rekindled my love of video games. So that's that's fun. There he is. See, something yeah, good came of it. Good, and good uh, times. remember, stay tuned next week. What's the deal with Jason Halpin about the NBA? That should be a good one. We will talk to you guys next week. Jessica Ennis. What's the deal with sports? <laughs> I knew I'd recognize it from somewhere.